episode of the podcast, we've got Roy Howard from Norwich Community History Group sharing his memories of Christmas past and experiences of being Tavern Garden Centre's Father Christmas. Merry Christmas from Norfolk Heritage Centre. We'll be back in the new year with another episode. Thanks for coming. I can't believe there's many people here as there are. I never thought I'd ever get here because my garden, the drive was lethal, that was. My missus went up the garden. She did come back eventually, but that was absolutely lethal. So you're not going to go, and I said, I am. I don't want to let people down, and here I am. Now, I'm, I'm sure most of you are animal lovers. I'll just tell you a little story about um, that. Now, uh, we've had a lot of bad frosts, haven't we? And um, I looked out my window the other day, of course I've got some cows in the field opposite me, and they're all laying down. I thought, well that's strange. So I um, <clears throat> went over the, to the field, and I got over the fence, and they were all frozen solid. I couldn't believe it, I, felt, I didn't know what to do. And um, all of a sudden the lady came past, she said, what's the matter? I said, look, she got over the fence, and she went and she put a hand on this cow, and that stood up. I said, that's fantastic. Then she went another one, put a hand on, that stood up. I said, that's marvellous. I looked at her and I said, I think I know you from somewhere. I've seen you before. So I said, who are you? Some Thor heard. <laughs> like that? Yeah. I thought you would. Right. The first part of my talk is about Christmas of yesteryear. And I'm going to talk about the first Christmas I, I can remember, 1947-1948. That's a long while ago. I was about five or six years old. And I'm going to tell you about my experience. <clears throat> In the morning, we left mum and dad and me. I was the only child. We left by taxi and we went down the Thorpe Station. I'd never been in a car before. Went down to Thorpe Station and when we got there, my Aunt Molly was there, Uncle Harry and my cousin Roger, who's two years older than me. And I said, where are we gonna go as a surprise? We got on the train, big steam train out of Thorpe Station and we went to Hopton-on-Sea. I never, I couldn't see the sea, but we were off from the coast, so we couldn't see the sea. And we went in and we saw some relations there who I'd never seen before. Uh, they lived in a wooden shack down Lynx Lane in Hopton. And I was introduced to them. It was Aunt Ada, Aunt Alice and Uncle Cliff. And they, they all put their arms around me and kissed me. The worst one was Uncle Cliff. <laughs> he had a great big moustache. And that, my skin was so tender then. And that was very prickly. Anyway, I kissed him, and um, that was so dark down there, and I couldn't see anything, I was pitch black, and um, that was a wooden building, so anyway, I said to my mother, I need the lab, now you know what a lab is, don't you, that's short for lavatory, she said, I said, where is it, she said, outside, outside, what do I have to do up against the wall? No, I'll take you to the lavatory. Anyway, that was not far away from the house. 
and you could see the reflection of the lights in the house and she went I went in there that was a wooden building that was very small she came she had a torch because there was no light inside she said that's where you do it down there and said now make sure you aim properly which I did and when I finished I said to mum I said where's the chain there's no chain so I said that's it that's all inside a white enamel pile so I said well, where does that go she said Uncle Cliff that's the one with the big moustache he'll empty that later on I thought good old Cliffy <laughs> so anyway that, that was my first experience I went inside the house properly there was a living room and they didn't have many decorations they had all from hanging from the ceiling they had all pa um, sweet papers all folded up like like butterflies hanging out in the ceiling and that was lovely that was I can't remember whether there was a Christmas tree or not I can't remember seeing one of those anyway that was freezing cold there was just an open fire blazing up the chimney, which was quite nice. And there was on the floor was lino, and there were some um, rug mats. You probably remember rug mats. They were all bits of rug, bits of rag, all sewn together on the floor. And I said, I said to my mum, I said, where am I going to sleep tonight? She said, I'll show you in a little while. And I went in the first room just inside just inside the hall it's quite a long hall and my cousin and my mum and dad were next door and my cousin Roger and his mum and dad were right down the far end and that that was great and I said to mum I said would you leave the light on so I can see she said yeah I was so excited as well I was freezing cold but I was excited I knew Father Christmas was going to come that night anyway um she said, I'll stay with you until you go to sleep, and she did. And that was great. I was a bit nervous as well. I was only five years old. <clears throat> anyway, when I woke up in the morning, I looked down the bed. The light was still on. It was on all night. And there was a pillowcase, and my presents were in there, in the pillowcase. And I brought them to my bed to undo the, to undo the presents. And the first present I got was this Teddy Tail Annual. That's over 70 years old. And that was marvellous. And that's in good condition. Let's just take the clip off. You can see inside, look. Now, what I'd like, I don't want to take this home. I'm going to leave it on this table here. I want somebody, one of you, no fighting, to take this home and wrap it up and give it to your children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren. I'm not going to say great-great-grandchildren. And please, will somebody take it at the end? The Teddy Chat. Has anybody, can anybody remember getting one of those? Very similar, yes. Very similar. Very similar. Very similar and that was that was marvelous i really enjoyed that that was my one of my best presents and also what else i had i had an orange and an apple right 
and the presents were wrapped up in brown paper with bits of string round that I could undo, no Christmas wrapping at all, which was a bit, well, that's not like it is today. And I also had, apart from the teddy talent, the apple and the orange, I also had um, Join the Dots. Remember them in the book? You joined one, two, three, and they were great, they were a lot. Join the Dots in the book. And that was marvellous. Also, a great present I had was a long, thin cardboard box with an, uh, an aerodrome on the face of the, of the box. And at the end of the box was a piece of wire that came out, went across there, up there, and there was an aeroplane stuck on the end. And down the other end of the box was a little wooden button that I went like that with, and the aeroplane went round, round, and round. Fantastic. They didn't have Poundlands shops in those days. But I'd have thought you could have bought all them presents in a, 50, a, a 10 shilling land shop but I was so pleased with what I'd got for Christmas. Just, just want to lose my place. Pardon? Chocolate, yeah. No, I had a box of chocolates. Box of chocolates. You were wealthy. Your parents were wealthy. No, that's not true. That's what I do remember. Maybe I was what I really want for Christmas was a, a little tin car with pedals on, but I never had one of those. My parents couldn't afford that. That's all I had for Christmas. But I wasn't, that wasn't just me, everyone was the same. Anyway, um, Roger, he had a football shirt and a football and some football boots. Great, he was seven he was. Um, now Christmas morning, I got, there was a, we sat having our breakfast and there was a knock on the door and Aunt Ada said, Roy, I think Santa's brought you another present and Roger. And I went, to, I went to the door and opened the door and inside there was a... Morning Richard. And, and there, inside this box was a red car with a great big silver key that I wound up. Roger had the same. I put it on the floor and that went along. Marvellous. And when I got so far, it stopped. The door opened and a little man got out and he went back in the car and the door shut and the car carried on. Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, Christmas morning, we played football. Uncle Cliff, the father, Roger, his father, outside, Uncle Cliff, he fitted up a strawberry net for a goal, and that was marvellous. And they lived on a small holding. Well, I'd never seen anything before, because that was pitch black when I went round, you know, the night time when we got there. And they had a small holding with loads, a lot of land and a lot of animals. Billy goats, nanny goats, chickens, rabbits, Pigs, marvellous. And that was marvellous for me, five-year-old boy, like going to a zoo, seeing all these animals. So we played football. Dinner time, we had our Christmas lunch, and I, I said to Mum, what is that, Mum? That's not meat, obviously, that's chicken. 
chicken. I'd never had chicken before. And that was smart. Then we had Christmas pudding afterwards. With the, with, the, with the chicken, there was all vegetables. And we had Christmas pudding with silver threatening bits inside the Christmas pudding. Marvellous, marvellous. We had crackers and we wore hats at the crackers. We played with our presents, Roger himself, especially the little red car and the, and the plane. And uh, the parents played cards, listened to the wilds, no televisions in those days. Uh, and then we had Christmas tea. We had pot meat sandwiches and spam sandwiches. Marvellous. And then we had jelly and blancmange with a rabbit mould. And Aunt Ada said to me, Roy, would you like, a, would like some jelly and blancmange? I thought, what a stupid question to ask me. Of course I do. I didn't say it. I said, yes, please, Aunt Ada. We had jelly and blancmange. Marvellous. And then we had Christmas cake. Christmas cake. And marvellous that was. What a great day. And, and I was still excited at the end of the day. I went to bed and I thought, well, that's been a great day for me. <clears throat> Boxing Day, we ran Roger. We played football again and we played with our uh, toys, presents we had for Christmas. And then guess what we did then? We were given a notepad each. We went down Link's Lane onto the main Yarmouth Philosopher Road and there was an old wooden bus shelter there and we sat in there collecting down car numbers <laughs> and when you tell youngsters that they're now they think they tell you what <laughs> and you had to wait for a car to come along <laughs> and you and you you probably saw the old horse and cart go past and I said to Roger there's no num they don't have numbers on horse and carts just cars and we sat there doing that Anyway, and then in the evening, we had a firework display. Fantastic. In, in this wooden, in this wooden ha a bungalow, that's gone now, there's a nice brick-built bungalow there now in this place. The land is obviously there. And there were some barns there as well. And Ada had a car. Fantastic. And I think I was now lost in seven. And she actually took me and Roger out in the car. So that was the second car I'd been in one to the station and that was fantastic <clears throat> and then we had this fireback display you could look out the window and see it on the lawn outside and that was great <clears throat> we we came home the next day and we had all kisses again and i thought i'll stay away from uncle cliff but now i i couldn't keep away from him that was like this, one of these stiff rooms on his mouth only a little short one Thank you for having us. You had to say that. Come and give me. Christmas was so much different then than what it is today. Completely different. Christmas wasn't commercialised in those days. I only ever saw one Father Christmas in Norwich and he stood on Norwich Market. Next to the fish stall, there's an ice cream van there and he used to be on there with an old brand sack. He never looked very happy and I think that was sixpence for a dip in the bag. And 
people were frightened of because you'd never seen a Father Christmas. There was no Father Christmas in shops. And if you saw a Christmas tree in somebody's window, that was rare. And if you saw one with lights on, that was unbelievable. We used to make our own trimmings. Bits of coloured paper, folded round, and with a bit of paste on, start to go. Then we used to have them bells, shaped like bells, and balls. And they were hanging up in the rooms. Um, that's right, that's right. Cardboard in it. Yeah, and you opened them out and hung them up. You don't see them now, do you? No. We only had chickens on Christmas Day, and people had chickens in the garden and turkeys. They used to lay eggs, getting fat, and then just for Christmas they used to be killed and eaten on Christmas Day. There weren't much money about, I mean, I'm talking about 1947, the, the war had only been over two years. But we seemed happy then, because nobody had any money, everyone was in the same boat. Now Christmas today, completely changed. As you know, I'm sure, that I still do Father Christmas at Taupin Garden Centre. Uh, and in two that's my fourth year this year, in 2014, I did 1,335 children. Nine, 2015, 1,463. Uh, 2016, 1,353. Uh, that's about 159 an hour. It's unbelievable. And I give so much pleasure to so many children. That's not the same one as last year. And, but I don't think they'll be, they'll be the same next year because I don't think I'll be talking to people. I think I'll come in and I'll text them. What do you, what do you want for Christmas? And I'll wait. Hang on, Santa. And I'll, oh, a, a car, a train. That's how it'll be, I'm sure. And I, and, and I mean, that's nice. For people to talk to you now, isn't it? And that's, that may not happen always. I've started already this year. Um, the only people out of the history club I've seen since I've been doing it is Jenny. Where is she? You come and saw me, didn't you, Jenny? Yeah, we tried seeing Amy. That's right. And and. You, you didn't sit on my knee, did you? <laughs> this, this year I started on the 2nd of December, and that was a Saturday, and I saw 82 children. On the Sunday I had 85, uh, and last Saturday I had 147, and 131 on Sunday. I'm not going to be there until next Saturday and Sunday and then the following week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
Saturday and Sunday morning to turn up ours till that's Christmas Eve and there's quite a few coming on Christmas Eve when they come in I make them feel welcome I get them close to me and I hold a hand I've got my gloves on and uh, I make them feel welcome happy and I talk to them and that's that's the best part of it they're not allowed to sit on my knee that's sad but I mean last year I sat there and all of a sudden this lady came in with her baby and that was only a few days old and that was very very lively and she just put it in front of me on the lap and I went oh oh dear just want a photograph of the baby and you and that was great and they were happy that was no good talking I used to say to them you're what is known as an easy customer because I haven't got to talk to you I'm not being unkind but you if I do whatever I say you're not going to say anything back anyway some of the children when they come in they're shaking I say are you cold no I'm just excited and that's lovely the four down, four down. Santa, is that beard real? I said, Cos it is. Now you can just touch it, but don't pull it because you'll pull my skin. Mum, that is real. That really is real. Oh. What do you want for Christmas? And the lot of them said, I can't remember. I said, You've had all year to think about it and you can't remember. And hang on a minute, and that comes back then. I can remember. And what I normally say, would you like some surprises? Yeah. And some children say, what are surprises? I said, you get a parcel, but you don't know what's in it until you undo it. I'll have some of that. <laughs> do you, a little girl came in and said, do you know what? I love you more than anything else in the world. <laughs> and I said, I thought to myself, I don't remember someone saying that to me. October the 9th, 1965, the day I got married. We were in the honeymoon suite, and I was then putting my wincy out pyjamas on, getting ready for bed, and my wife said it to me. That's the word she said to me, and she'd never ever said it since. And that's over 52 years ago. She'll never say it again, I'm sure. <coughs> Santa, will you be careful when you come down the chimney? Yes, because my granddad lives with me and he pokes the fire and there's red hot cinders there. I don't want you to burn your bum. <laughs> Thank you, my boy. And then some come in and they look so worried. Santa, we haven't got a chimney. Can you leave the door? No, I can't leave the door undone because they may get some burglars in. They, they remember these things. I said, well, don't worry, I've got a magic key. I have a magic key hanging up. I said, I can undo your door with that. Oh, brilliant. And you can see the relief on their faces. <laughs> relief on their faces. Um, what are the names of your reindeers, they say. And I've got a list of the names. I can't remember them all. And last year, I had this girl come in. She said, Santa, what are the names of your reindeer? And I got this list out. And I, I remember Rudolph, and I started reading down. She said, I thought you would have remembered the names of your reindeers. I said, the most important thing for me to remember, my dear, is what you want for Christmas. What did I have on my Christmas list? I thought I had. <laughs> she thought she had me. I said, 
some makeup and some trainers. Oh yeah, you got that right. And she was happy. I think she was a plant to be honest with you. Santa, we're moving house on Christmas Eve. Oh my God. I thought, what a problem. Where are you moving to? And she told me, don't worry. Can you leave some where I used to live? And can you bring some round to Nanny's? Yes, I can. And some children say, Santa, when you think about it, I'm a strange man, I'm gonna go in their house. And they say, Santa, I don't want you coming into my bedroom. I want you to leave my presents downstairs. And I say, I'll do whatever you want. And you can, you know, a strange person in the house, and I look a bit strange, don't I? <laughs> and they're obviously worried about that. Which you can understand. Have you been good? And they all say yes. Some say, well, not too, not too bad. Sometimes I'm good, sometimes I'm not. I say, well, you can't, I can't expect you to be good all the time. I'm not even good all the time, am I? Parents say, Santa, would you mind telling my little boy not to burp? <laughs> and if he does burp, would you say, tell him to say pardon? Yes, my dear, and I have a word, little boy. And then you get other ones, he swears. You don't swear, do you? Not really. I said, well, Mum now said you did. Well, can you make sure you don't swear, please? And I hope that gets home to them and they pay attention to that. I don't know, because I don't see them anymore. <clears throat> right, do you snore? No, but he does. That's a little brother. They, they, they retaliate against each other. Go to bed early and keep the room tidy. And the mothers, they smile at that. I said, when you think about it, if you leave things laying on the floor and I trip over them, and hurt myself, I can't bring presents round to all your friends. So you'll get your present, but your friends won't get present. Oh yeah, we'll make sure the room's tidy. And some of the rooms must be dreadful, what you hear the parents say. Go to bed early, do you snore? Would you better leave me a mince pie, please? Yes, we always do, Santa. Make sure you leave it on a plate, so I don't make any crumbs. You made some crumbs last year. I know, that's why I'm telling you this year. And the mud on the carpet, Santa. Obviously the parents put mud on so it looks more realistic. Mud on the carpet. I praise them up how smart they look. Do you know what? You wouldn't believe how many children come to see me who got jumpers on with Santa on, reindeers on, and they cost a fortune. And no end up. The more do that than don't do that. And some of the parents come in with that, with them, uh, decorations, you know, pillows with Father Christmas on and so on. They all get into the swing of it. Yeah. And of course, there's a, there's a, sometimes there's a queue to wait to see me. Uh, last year, that was an hour and a quarter. But the parents don't seem to mind. They say, well, no, we expected to, we expected to queue anyway. So I say, well, that's all right then. Uh, and then I say to the boys and the girls, have you got a boyfriend? Yep. Yep. Yeah. What's he like? He's all right. He kissed me last week. Did he? Oh, nice, nice. There. They point away. Well, that's all right. Have you sent him a Christmas card? 
No, well, can you make sure you do? Get one in first. Yeah, I'll do that. So hopefully they do. And the hardest thing in my job. Yeah, okay. And yeah, oh, okay, Richard. Yeah, thanks very much. Now, that's one of the hardest things is to know what sex they are. That's not easy, I can assure you on that. And when you asked, my missus said to me, well, if they go in pink, that's a girl. And if they're in blue, that's a boy. Some come in all in white. <laughs> and then you ask them the name. And Leslie. Oh, God. <laughs> and, well, that's, that's the hardest thing, that is. But and I get it wrong, and I apologise. I had one the other day, and I thought that was a girl. She had lovely blonde hair all curled up and she looked lovely she did and uh, I said over there my dear and the girls under whatever she was that's a boy oh I'm ever so sorry but don't worry don't worry about it but that's easily easily done and I have all bags around the room in my this year I've got a um, a waiting room and I've got a train outside and that's great and the train makes a train noise uh, and that's really good. And I got all bags all around the room, all the different ages in, uh, and they pick what they want. And the presents are good. A seven pound to see me, and they inside there's a painting, face painting girl, and she paints all the faces, and they come in to see me. They're lovely there. She does it every year. Now we get problems. They come in. And they go out again, they come back in again. I got someone else in there. I think I left my shopping behind. Oh my God. Well, that's over there. Take your shopping. Um, last year, somebody came in backwards. They'd burned her already and they came back in again. We lost her dummy. <laughs> I said, have you seen a dummy? I said, well, I don't look for dummies. I'll just look at the children. <laughs> and they, he, he went out and he came back in. I found the dummy. I said, well, thank goodness for that. <laughs> now this, the other day, I, was, I think it was Sunday or Saturday, um, this lady came in. She, she was so awkward, she was. And she came in. She knocked the tree over. <laughs> I said, you don't hurt yourself. We've got any insurance. No, I'm okay. Then she left a handbag behind. <laughs> Not to the tree, yeah. Now, they asked if can they have their photo taken with Santa. Most of them, fine. They take a photograph, but you get problems. And that is a nightmare. I'll just give you an example of what happens. I finished, I got the present. Santa, can we take a photograph of you with the children? I say, of course you can. George, that's the husband, where's the, where's the camera? I left it on the kitchen table this morning. I'm sure you picked it up and put it in your handbag. Well, she looks through the handbag. She's trying to find the camera. And you'd think I'd be at the top, but no. So in the end, I say, well, why don't you tip your handbag on this desk, my dear? So you can say, well, I've never seen so much rubbish in a lady's <laughs> handbag in all my life. There's... There's a half-eaten sandwich. There's a library book. There's the bus tickets in there is unbelievable. 
all laying on the floor, all laying on my table, and all bits and pieces on there, credit cards, you name it, that's in there. And all of a sudden, George says, that's in my pocket. <laughs> He'd found it in his pocket. He had it all the time. Anyway, then they have to sort out who's going to stand next to me, getting the order where they're going to stand, and they stand there. Are you okay? Yep. Who's going to take the photo? Mum said, I'll do it. No. Where, where, which button do I press? Which button do I press? And eventually they take the photograph. And, no, can we take another one, Santa? Why is that? Well, Grandad is not smiling. He's got, and Grandad, will you mind keeping your mouth shut because you haven't got any teeth in? Grandad doesn't really want to be there, to be honest with you. He'd rather be indoors at all than sleep in the chair, but he's in there. They don't know how to work the camera. Just press the button. And then they then I say, Can I see the photo? Am I on the of course you are saying you're in the middle there. Don't make sure it don't go on crime watch. <laughs> I say to the little boy, is that your dad? No. Stepdad. He looks a nice man. He's better than the last one. <laughs> the last one was a real misery. And the one before that, he was so mean, he never ever bought me an ice cream. Oh, poor old dad. And I say the right things. Hello, Mum. I'm not Mum, I'm a nanny. You don't look old enough to be a nanny. You look... You look like, oh, do you really think so? And they sort of prune themselves down. And I say to them, I hear you've been a good girl this year, my dear. Yes, I have. Well, I'll bring you something nice. And the face lights up. Children bring me presents. I, I should have bought some. A little piece of rock, a little piece of rock. I got two bits of that the other day. And um, I'll just... I'll just read some, they write to me letters and they give them to me. I just got a couple here. Dear Santa, this year I've been very good because I help mum, I help clean the house, I do as I am told, I sit nicely on the bus, <laughs> I am always behaving wonderfully at school. What would I like for Christmas? I think that's, I can't read the first word, something hospital, uh, a Lego house, a Lego friend set, P12. I'm not going to say the name because you might know who it is. <laughs> and this one's a nice one. Dear Santa, this year I have been very good because I have helped Mum look after my baby sister. I think that's Darcy, I think. I always try my best at school. I try to put my hand up in every lesson and listen. For Christmas year I would like some not to two month boy baby grows <laughs> and outfits and maybe some shoes for my big sister for surprise and something for ba and for baby olive I'd like some nappies thank you <laughs> and that's what they say it's lovely isn't it now last year was a bit early now Anyway, last year um, I had a man in, Matthew Roth. He lives in Carsey, 
with his grandson. And I forgot myself. I started talking to Matthew, said one or two things to him. And I said, Matthew, your mum and dad have just moved in Carsey on the Norwich Road. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do they like it? Yeah, they love it there. Uh, do you still run a football team? Yeah, I still run a football team. Anyway, I then turned to the little boy and asked him what he wanted for Christmas. He told me and so on. When he went home, apparently, he said to mum, Mum, he definitely is the real Father Christmas. <laughs> do you know what he did? He remembered Nanny and Grandad had moved house. <laughs> and he knew that Dad still run a football team. He really is the real Father Christmas. <laughs> and that's Matthew Roth. Now, there's another boy who's come and see me. He hasn't been this year yet, but he probably will do. Ollie from Horsford. And I knew his name. I said, hello, Ollie. Are you? Mummy knows my name. Well, of course he does, he's magic, he knows everything. And Ollie thought that was great. And then I had, when I was in the restaurant, before I got changed uh, last year, I, um, there was a little girl in there with her mum and dad, and her name was Poppy. And when eventually she came in after I got my gear on, and I said, hello Poppy, are you okay? You know my name, of course I do, I know your name. And she said that was great. And then when she left the, the um, uh, after getting her present, I said to her mum, I said, I heard you talk to her in the restaurant. That was brilliant. She said, That'll re she'll remember that for the rest of her days. Now, if anyone, ever, if any man in here or lady has asked to do Father Christmas, that's such a rewarding job. And I really enjoy it because the children are lovely. They're so innocent and that's a great job and I hope I'll be fit enough to do it next year uh, and I'll get paid for it as well which is good <laughs> and uh, that's fantastic well I, I, I thought I'd been longer than that I didn't sort of rehearse this to see how long I was going to be has anyone got any questions? yes I, I was just wondering how much you get paid you actually paid <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd come with that No, no, that's real money, and I have to pay tax on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now my grandson started work talking about tax and so on. My grandson worked started work last week, uh, and he got his wage packet. Well, he had to work a week before he got paid the second week, just in case when he leaves, and he paid thirty-six pound tax. Granddad, should I be paying tax? I said, no way. I said, he said, well, I'm young. I said, don't make no difference. You're allowed to earn 11,500 before you pay tax. So I should get the money? I say, you should do. So anyway, now I can't believe that a firm would ever charge or ever take tax off somebody or anyone when they're only that young. Yeah, they haven't, got, they haven't gone through the system correctly. No, no. That and that, that's ha I've heard that happen before, so you have to be very careful on tax situation. Yeah. <laughs> we got a wealthy person in the audience. <laughs> Any more questions? Do you ever work for Amazon? Sorry? Do you ever work for Amazon? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. And I'll tell you something what is very sad. 
I'll tell you what is very sad, and that brings a lump to my throat. You get children who come in to see me who are in wheelchairs. And I had one the other day, this lady phoned up uh, and she wanted to see me. She didn't speak to me, she spoke to someone else in the garden centre. And um, coming in at 10 o'clock, I'm going to come around the back so they can see me. And they got a present already, but obviously the baby or the child was ill and they couldn't come along. But some, some of them can't hear. Uh, that's very, very sad, that is. You know? And I, I, I give them all a lot of attention when they come in. And them, I give a bit more attention because I feel, you know, a sad, very, very sad, and uh, uh, that is. Right, sorry, I mean, Santa. Yeah, thanks very much, Tony. How you started to do this, Father Christmas? Well, how I started. Um, well, my my wife worked part time at Tavern Garden Centre, uh, and she phoned me up one day. Would you like to be Santa? So I said, no, no way. <laughs> and then I put the phone down and I thought, I think I would like to do that. So I rang about, I said, yeah, I would. So anyway, she, um, she said, well, you've got to have an interview. And I was, I was interviewed. They don't tell you what to say or anything to the children. They don't, but I had to have a CRB check. <laughs> now, you may not believe this, but it's perfectly true. I had, I talked to someone on the phone they never saw me, they didn't, they just asked me some questions and I got through and I got a certificate to say I'm okay. And, uh, but I've never ever been back, that's four years ago, and I've never been back and said, we'll need to check on him again, so I must be okay. Does it last five years? Yeah. You had to pay two pound, Tony? 22 pound, did you? Oh. Oh. No, no, I, I couldn't believe that. I thought, well, that, that'll be on to me. They'd, they'd want to see me, see if I look okay. No, well, that was that was four years ago when I had mine. No. Especially when I'm dealing with children all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not alone with them. The parents are there, obviously. But some come in on their own. I said, "What well, you come on? No, mum and dad are outside and they come in straight away afterwards. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're lovely. And I get some good reports because uh, when, they, when they're finished seeing me, they usually go down to the restaurant and, and have a cup of coffee and a cup of tea and something to eat. And I know a girl behind the counter there said, you had some good reports. I said, well, yeah, I, 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 that's very nice. And I did have one complaint this year. Um, I went, the shop shuts at a certain time and I, I, I was supposed to finish at half past four. I looked then and they say there's a load of the many out there. Yeah, the queue's right down the end of the room. And I want to try and get them through quick so they aren't turned away. And so far, touch wood, I've been successful, uh, and they've um, they've all been seen by me. But um, you hear some people say, "Well, I went to see Santa, and they turned me away because I stood in the queue." I don't want that to happen because uh, they've taken the trouble to come there, and and they want to see me. And I and I am I am the most important person in the world as far as they're concerned, because I'm going to bring them presents. Yeah. 
well, you won't believe this, Sir Maggie, some 15, 16 year olds. Yeah, yeah. And I've got all the, I've got, and, and I have some, um, not bisexual, but the one boy or girl. <laughs> unisex, that's right. I'm glad you came, Jack. Unisex. And, uh, uh, but the presents are good. I know I'm seven pound, but you, you get face painting. They got obviously do all my room, and that's nice. Lights all on the ceiling, uh, Christmas tree up the corner, uh, and that really is nice in there. And you're all very welcome to come and see me. Uh, I look better than this because I got only red on, and my white on. He's the uh, best Father Christmas I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You really do, look the part, yeah, yeah. You know? do you want two pound this time, <laughs> <laughs> or just a pound? Yeah. Well, I, one year there was another Father Christmas. I think he was on the corner, sort of near um, Woolworths and Marks and Spencers. Yeah. And I turned around to my mum and dad, and I said, "I saw Father Christmas there. How did he get there before me?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think the the older children. They don't believe in me, but they just want to come and have a look. I think that's what they want to do. And, and they, maybe they still want to believe in me because um, that's a nice thing that. And when you don't believe, I remember the girl who, t who told me that her name was Marnie Livick. Uh, she was, at, you remember her, Tony? Marnie Livick. And um, she said, I said to her, I said, Father Chris, there's no such thing as your mother and father. And I'll never forget that because that spoiled my life really and when you do believe and i'm sure you all did i hope none of you do now uh, when you do believe that's wonderful and that you know that's wonderful i pretended because i've got two younger sisters because i thought i wouldn't get any presents if i said <laughs> no <laughs> I my boys. yeah yeah that's a lovely time of the year, and you can see them little children, they're so excited they are, mm. and they can't wait. And I tell them how many more sleeps they got. Oh. I think I'm on 15 on Saturday. <laughs> 15 more sleeps. Oh. And they say, Mum, what does that mean? That means you've got to go to bed 15 more times, and it'll be around. Oh. And you can see they're, you know, they're rubbing their hands. That's lovely, that is. As I say, that is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.